Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. This is the Fact Podcast. We need you, we help decide what's worth remembering, what should be chucked away. We have scoured the internet to find those like little morsels, those incredible bits of pub ammo that you can share or you can chuck into the big bin of nonsense. Uh, my name is Dan, thank you for listening. Uh, three facts on the way for you. We'll talk about names and why they're important. Also about the coughing major from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Remember him and... Something about Star Wars with one of the most famous rock stars of all time. Connor, what do you got? Uh, we're going to talk about something that the Indian Army once done, which didn't work out too good. Horror movies and why they're good for you. And cheese. Uh, and this week, we've got a very special guest joining us. Uh, Susie Mack, fantastic DJ. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Is Mac your middle name, last name Cheese? It's actually made up and no, it's nothing to do with cheese. Oh, we've had a bit of a cheese special. Okay. We had an episode where we've done a bit about cheese. I'm talking about cheese. I was hoping that your surname was Cheese because Mac and Cheese is... Susie is, Mac and Cheese. It is, but I don't want to be like n- nothing. Cheese and me are not yeah, two right. things that I want in, like involved with each other. In yeah, life, no, you know? I agree. I agree. Especially with your name. Has that annoyed you straight away? Nah, he's all right so far. <laughs> Just like cheese, immediate first line, first thing off the gate. Oh, it was in my head. It's like mac and cheese, right, isn't it? That's I would, it. I wouldn't even want to be referred to as cheesy as yeah. well. That's, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's like Mac is something that you came up with. Yeah, I made up my name. So my name's very similar to that. Like if you're smart, you'll be able to find me on the internet. But it was because I made up Susie Mack as my like character name, I guess, or like alias name, like my Sasha Fierce, Beyonce, uh, just so that weirdos would stop trying to add me on Facebook. I've done that as well. What, trying to add me on Facebook? Oh, well, no. (laughs) My name's Condog. We are going to bring you nine facts over the course of this episode. We are bringing you nine facts. You just decide whether they are That's worth cheesy. remembering or whether they should be thrown away. It's really simple. Uh, Connor, give us your first fact. Uh, yes, the Indians Army reportedly spent six months watching Chinese spy drones. So the army was watching Chinese spy drones because uh, it was violating their airspace. It wasn't that. It was Jupiter and Venus. Six months. They had an eye on it, though. Spy, right, sorry, can you say that again? Who did it and who what? So the, the Indian Army, six months, they were watching in the air uh-huh. Chinese spy drones. Okay. It wasn't Chinese spy drones. Okay. It was Jupiter and Venus. But that's t- that's planets. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So how, how are we getting, a, how are we getting a, a drone mixed up with a planet? Well, we asked the bloody Indian Army. They spent six months doing this. Six bloody months. I'm, I'm worried for them. Like, if you want any... Like, surely in any country, no matter the state, 
the most intelligent people should end up in the best positions, right? Like if I'm in the army, I would hope that the people in charge of the army, the people in uh, in, in charge of looking up who might be out there, Mm. would be smart enough See, to know I what the planet know. is. What's your knowledge? That doesn't, hap- that doesn't happen in our country. No, I know it does. It, at all. Solar system, do you know much? No, n- not off the top of my head, nothing. I just know that Venus is a good razor, so that's it. <laughs> like. Excellent. Right, Dan, we'll come to you on this. Cheese then. it. Cheese <laughs> it. Cheese it, yeah. Uh, so, uh, wouldn't it have stayed where it is? Uh, not necessarily, because the Earth is moving around the sun. And, and it depends where and you they're look. orbiting at different points yeah of course i still don't get this though like these planets are stars yeah yeah pretty much so i mean they're they're planets yeah a drone doesn't look like a star well this this is what i'm saying this is the point they thought it was a bloody chinese spy drone but no it was it was planets they they didn't realize i mean it's hard to find out in it it's all the way in the air it's big old distance away they were like they've made the decision someone has coughed up that that is a chinese spy drone but it, oh, it wasn't. Do drones even light up? Oh, Why yeah. would it look like a star? Drones can light up. Okay. Um, again, this points to what I was saying. Like these people are thick, and like we can have a <laughs> we can have a lot. Of, we can look at the people in charge of the British Army if we fancy it. But I would imagine they'd probably be smart enough to figure out what's a drone and what's actually the biggest planet in the solar system. Yeah. Six months as well. Can you imagine the bloody business meeting afterwards? You know, they're all around the ballroom. They've got the bickies out. Are we, are we going to talk that. about the fact that the Chinese people were spying on the, the Indian country yeah, well, as well? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was that weren't. actually happening at the time? But they weren't, though. Oh, well, no, but they might have been. No, hang on. I'm so confused by this. So that, so where they were drones. They were drones. No, 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 no. Right, let no. me, they were let me drones. please. Right, we're, we're they being... were stars. <laughs> Susie, we're being distracted here. They thought that they were the Chinese were spying on them because they thought okay. they saw drones. It wasn't drones at all. It, it was, was yeah, sorry. two planets. You're confusing me, sure. Yeah, no, I do do that. Yeah. Welcome along. Strap yourself in. You're going to be, you know, feeling this a lot. Okay, so basically... Two stars that are shining out there. Planets. Uh, planets. I can't, we they can't, are stars I, though, aren't they? No, no. We can't explain this. Not? We can't explain this in any clearer way. Okay, they're out there and someone's staring up at them and they're going, we think that that's a drone and it's not a drone. And then they spent six months working out. Yeah, okay. And it was Venus and Jupiter. Now we've taken like five minutes. Yeah, like, we got like there. Re-explaining the It's fact. the way you explained it. I know, but... We'll get past this. <laughs> Have you got any any other questions about like, nah, any, you know what's what? coming to your mind? I'll go to bed tonight knowing that fact, but not really caring. I'll sleep soundly. Yeah, I guess this uh, yeah. First fact of the show for Susie: immediate nonsense. You know <laughs> what? I don't care about that. Yeah, and I described it. In a t- I'm I'm sorry. I'll try better next time. That was a bad description. Right, Susie, give us your first fact of the show. Right, my first fact is, obviously, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm Scottish. Okay. I thought you was Irish. Yeah, well, I'm a wee bit Irish. Oh, it's, right. in me, it's in my blood, yeah. Uh, my Irish grandparents, right, so I've got that heritage, right. Okay, I can actually get an Irish passport as well, which apparently I should be getting because it means I can just skip the queues. Mm-hmm. However, skip those queues. I was in Ibiza like last week and got off the plane and literally there was the two, you know, the EU citizen queue and then there was the normal queue but our queue basically if unless you've got other passports and uh there was no one in the other queue so there was no point so you were just yeah there's no point i don't know everyone keeps going oh you can get an irish passport just because you're purely got the irish grandparents but like really i just get it to have it yeah it's expensive and apparently it's really hard to get you need birth certificates and stuff anyway so i'm 
technically I was born in Scotland, right? So I just wanted to give you a little Scottish fact. That's my first fact of Absolutely. the day. So did you know that it is illegal to import haggis into the US from the UK? In 1971, it became illegal to import haggis into the US from the UK due to a ban on food containing sheep lung, which constitutes 10 to 15% of the traditional recipe. The ban encompasses all lungs ugh, as fluids such as stomach acid and phlegm may enter the lung during slaughter. Right, so that goes into it when they're chopping up, etc. Mm. Um, I wouldn't really know this because I've never had haggis in my whole life. You've never had it? No. Why? Who in their right mind wants to eat that? So is it similar to black pudding? That's blood. Right, because I've had that. As in... It's, and that was bloody horrible. It's similar in that it's very strange things put into something that looks like that. What does haggis look like? Is it is it more of a paste or is it almost like... I'm going to show my Glaswegian side to me. I've only really seen it battered. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, like... yeah. that's what they do in... Throw it in the batter mix. Yeah. 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 What, what is that? What's that over there? Fab lolly? Yes. Get it in there. In Get it in there. So here's what I don't understand, Susie. Well, many things. Firstly, okay. on, on, on... And we'll get to the fact in a second. Like, I understand way back when, like, Scottish people, like Highland tribes... There wasn't a lot knocking about. They only had a limited amount of food, so they had to use every single part. Like, I get that. I get why they're eating sheep's lungs. Why, in 2023, are they still doing it? Obviously, what, tastes nice. Looks bloody. Looks a little bit like a sort of a spag bowl. Looks a bit like a bolognese. Condensed. Yeah. Stuck together. I'd have a little bit of that in a taco, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, my dad has battered haggis. My dad has that. Like, he goes to the fish and chip shop and we'll get haggis supper. That's what it's called. I can't believe it, it, I find it surprising that you've never tried. So that's actually been a decision that. Are you sure you haven't had it when you was a kid, but you can't no. really? No, so, I'm, a, I'm a fussy eater just in general. Right. Like, I'm just like, no. So three year old Susie was like, no. Keep that haggis away from me, please, Dad. But I have learned today, even though I'm bringing this fact to the table, I yeah, have yeah. learned that it's to do with lung because I just thought it was guts. Mm. So that's oh. all, in my head the whole way through life, I've been like, I'm not touching that. That's sheep's guts. So the U. But it's to do with their lungs? Yeah, yeah. So the US banned it for that reason. Because yeah. So basically, the US went, this is blood disgusting we're banning it that's pretty much what happened here however i learned today and this is off off the sheet that like 20 off the sheet off the yeah off the sheep yeah i learned today that like 20 million people have scottish heritage in the u.s so you'd think that they'd want to bring it to those 20 million people Hmm. 20 to 30 sorry are you an anomaly in not tasting haggis do you reckon other people kind of our age would have grown up like not really wanting it I mean, yeah, like you get it at burn suppers, you get like, and when you're in primary school, they make you like, you know, do all these like Scottish traditions, like Kaylee dancing, you know, like at like part of our PE was country dancing, mm. basically. Really? Yeah. Have, have you ever experienced yeah, yeah. that? Do you reckon you could spell the word Kaylee? Uh, no, but part of my PE was YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Much like a Kaylee dance, I think. Yeah, yeah, just a YMCA and then we climbed the Zimmer frame, it was great. I, I was good in that. I was good at PA. I like the beanbags. Uh, just, I wanted to just ask you a question. So, if if me and Dan come up to to your place, yeah, I'd like a little bit of fun. Where are you from again? What was the name of your village? I'm from a, a village. Did you call yeah, it? Was it a village or town? What, what kind of village are you from, village Scottish town. person? Yeah, uh, I'm from a town, the biggest town in Scotland called Paisley. Right. Okay. So we we come up. What what's the best battered like spread that we should have that would be a bit rogue? Because obviously here we have like battered sausage. We have like fish, don't we? But what would be like the rogue choices? I mean, it's not rogue because it's really standard in Scotland now, but yeah. it was Stonehaven. They are the people that did the first up the north of Scotland, northeast Scotland. They're the first people to bat 
Gibraltar a Mars bar. Why? So yeah, it would be something like that. I mean, not in Paisley. Paisley's not well known for battering, except probably getting battered. Like, right. you know, you can all forms of it, right? <laughs> I would go there. Like, I don't know much about Glasgow. I've been there a few times, and I don't want to, you know, do a disservice to someone. Please don't. But like, battered food. Love getting battered on booze. Yeah. And love battering people with fists. Yeah. Well, it sounds like my kind of place, except from the last one. I've never been to Scotland, so. I'd love to go, but I don't want to get battered by. I think that's fists. so strange. That's such a strange fact. Like, like it's literally your neighbour. I know, and I and I love the look of it. And I've got so many friends from Scotland. I've just never been, but I may be going to Edinburgh Fringe. So there we go. Good luck with that one. Yeah, you won't be able to walk down the street for a month. So yeah. Oi oi. <laughs> right, first fact of the show for me. Uh, I want to talk about something called the name letter effect. Okay. People tend to like the letters in their name over other letters, right? Which makes sense. Yeah, I love O's. But this is important because you favour brands that have your initials and you even donate to charities that are called, that have your initials. Really? Yeah, apparently. And donate to disaster reliefs for hurricanes with the same first letter. So you know hurricanes have different letters. Yeah. Um, obviously, famously, Katrina, they work their way through the alphabet. So I am more likely to... Uh, donate money to people affected by Hurricane uh, Donna or something that Dave, something is that starts there, with a D. Is there something in this though where um, it's familiarity? Because obviously, you know, when you're at school, mm. the main yeah. thing that you practice when you're doing your handwriting and stuff, like your handwriting lessons, get your pen license, is your name. So therefore, it's like ingrained in you that those letters are like normality. So maybe your eye just instantly goes to them because when I was younger, do you know what I'm talking about, a pen licence? You made me think there about the fact that probably writing my name is the only thing I can write now. Excellent. Like, there we go. I've literally lost the ability to write. What? I, yeah, I tried recently and it's actually so, so pain- true. It's so painful after about one word. I, I, when you first said that, I was thinking, was there something up? But now I'm like, no, I understand what you mean. Yeah, because you don't write anymore. Yeah. No. You text. And you it's tweet. So, it's so painful trying to do it. Trying to yeah, write anything yeah. more than a sentence is so You painful. get so bored. Like you're just like, oh. Isn't that worrying? God. You're a man of brands, though. Yeah. Do you favour... Actually, no, I'm not. Calvin Klein, Connor Knight? I don't, I don't like brands. I don't, I don't really wear branded stuff, really. I don't really wear branded stuff. What well, like, are you wearing today? Unbranded, unbranded. Vintage. Uh, so th- so it's not a brand per se, but it, it's branded as in it's You're, vintage or from Depop. Lovely dress, that's not branded it's as not, such. It's no. not, it's not, it's from a high street retailer. Yeah, but it's the same. As- I know what you mean. I do get what you're saying. I can imagine how this works. Yeah. And like that, what you're wearing, I mean, it might not be a brand, but there is a cachet because it's vintage, right? So that's what you're about. Like, yeah. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what about you? It's so Susie, so you got S-U-Z. Do you, do you donate to Zoo? Uh, I was thinking the Samaritans, that's the first one that came up for the S, but yeah. then I was just like, really? I'm a, I, I don't think... Maybe that's just because you're a good person. Yeah, I'm a great person. Yeah, like, doesn't need to be to do with the name. But I get, I, 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 yeah. it's the same principle where you know a lot of people's. It, 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 I don't think it's even that thought through. It's just people like themselves. Yeah. So many people's favourite number are the day of the month in which they're born. Absolutely, my lucky number six, and I was born in June. Yeah. Do you know what day you were born? No, actually, you? I don't know. I'm saying that like I do know. I think I was born on a Wednesday. I think I was born on a Wednesday. Wednesday, halfway through the week. I was like to call that a hump day. The hump day? Interesting. No one was humping on that day though. No, no, there was lots of pain. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Poor Helen. (laughs) Oh, lovely Helen. Mm -hmm. What did you, did your mum like anything beginning with H? (laughs) 
Is she eat haggis? Uh, she's not a haggis eater either. No. Yeah, right. I think I took it from my mother. Okay, what else yeah. beginning with H? Yeah. Could she be into? I literally think of can't I can't think right. of any. I can't think of any producer. Adam has just whispered into my ear like proper H. Yeah, heroin. Yeah, I heard yeah, that too. Yeah, we, we all heard, heard it. Yeah, we'll swiftly move on. <laughs> I can't think of anything else in the world that begins with a H. The only thing I can think of is haggis and heroin. Hats. Hogwarts. Hats. Hats. Does she donate to handkerchiefs? Does she like these? She donates to the handkerchief society. <laughs> she definitely doesn't. But why would the? Oh yeah, Helen. All oh, right, okay. Sorry, I just it went over my head there. You two are too quick for me. Mm. I've never thought I'd be saying that to you, to be honest with you. But I've never had that said to me in my whole entire life. So look at me performing well. Are you proud of me, Dan? That's what we're talking about—the name letter effect. You tend to like things that have the same initials that you do. Excellent. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Hey, if you want to lose a little bit of weight, watch a horror movie. Wow. Yeah, watch a horror movie. It can burn nearly 200 calories just watching a film due to the heart rate, the adrenaline that a horror movie brings. It is actually proven to be just as effective as light exercise. Obviously, unless you do what I do, which is scoff a load of biscuits, load of chocolate, load of popcorn. But yeah, you can actually lose 200 calories. Don't buy it. Do you watch horror movies? Wait, good question. I was hoping you'd you'd ask it. They're They really are. I have never... In my life, watched a good horror film. How many have you watched? Loads. Like I used to go to all the paranormals with my friends at the cinema. They're so bad. I agree with you on that one. I don't understand why people get a kick out of being scared. Do you know the best horror movie? Harry Potter. Because in a way, it's kind of because it, it makes you jump. They've got the jumping bits, like when the snakes there and stuff. I put that in the same. They make me jump, and I enjoy that. But it, but these are weird, like you know, the witches in the garden and. Oh, but it's not about like being like it jumping out and scaring you. I think that's not the appeal of horror. It's more like the suspense, the suspense, the eeriness of why this is happening. It's like a murder mystery. You're trying to figure out what's happened, why this is, why this is going on. Have you ever watched a horror? Oh, have you ever watched a horror movie in silence? No. What, what do you mean? Because it's all about the music. Oh, okay. Oh. No, what? No, have the you? Music... Who does this? What? No, but like, if you ever like watch, if you ever try and watch it on mute, it's not even scary. No. <laughs> No, that's it's music. It's all about the music. Oh, I'm in- I'm interested in this uh, in this idea of maybe voicing a horror movie with some fun stuff. So you get like Simpsons doing their little speech or whatever, their fun speech or South Park, but you have a horror movie playing and you live it over the top. That could be good. So 200 calories burnt when you're watching horror. Well, yeah, it's a footnote. What do you mean? Like 200 calories. It's it's 10 of what you're recommended to eat every but day. But you're burning. But and also your chocolate bar. You're yeah. But you're eating. You're like, most people, when they watch something, they're probably eating. Maybe not. Not everyone is. Not everyone is a pig like you, mate. Right? Sometimes we watch a film. We converse. No way. We take it in. You are. You're, you're yeah, chief I grazer. Am. You're chief grazer. But we know we're a man of the people. Some people don't do that. Why do we do that? Why do we correlate watching a movie and eating and loads eating- of yeah, well, it's been mm. sold to us that we have to eat where we watch. There's many reasons for this. Dear Susie, this is a a, 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 a fun fact podcast. We're not bringing down capitalism. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, how dare these people sell it to us? I know they've sold us like they sold us this like they just want us to sit there, consume, and get fatter and fatter. Basically, it's so hard to not though, isn't it? You know, the idea of you know when you go to that cinema and you're spending 185 pound on a big large bag of popcorn. You're paying it. I, I tell you what's happened to me now. That was when yeah, I was young. Yeah. I don't need any food at the cinema now, but what I do need, I need a couple of pints. 
Cut, You're joking. Cut the knees. To watch a movie? Yeah, if I'm watching... I find that so bizarre. If I'm at the mm. cinema, I'm, I'm bringing in a couple of tinnies. Do you know what else I need as well? That's so weird. I don't drink, right? But like, that's probably weird to you too. But like, I, I don't understand that because it's like, do you not just want to experience it as right. it is? Why do you need to be yeah, drunk yeah, to no, watch a movie? And you're raising a very valid point that has <laughs> become very stark to me recently and yeah. I've been thinking it. And, and no one is as good as the British, aside from the cinema, as the British of paying loads of money to do something and then pretty much wrecking it because they're pissed. Like I used to go to Ascot Racecourse a lot because I lived near there and people would pay lots of money for their ticket and just use it as an excuse to get smashed. Hmm. Like, and I've thought that a lot recently that I pay a lot of money for uh, maybe to go and see a gig that I want to see. But then I have too many drinks during it that I can't like really appreciate it for what it's it great. is. It's what we do. Us British, we incorporate booze into everything I know, as well. but Susie's right. We are the best at doing that. Um, <clears throat> Why do I need... Why am I making us think about all these deep things? I don't understand this. Well, it's like a, it's a bloody therapy session. I've only been, only been doing it half an hour. I'm going to walk away from this and debate all my life choices. Why do I eat snacks and we sit... Do I drink too much? <laughs> I should be charging for this. Yeah. I mean, I am, but like, I should be really charging you for should, this. Yeah, you should be charging for it. <laughs> Remind us of your facts again. Oh, watching horror movies has been proven to be a very good form of exercise with 200 calories burnt due to adrenaline and heart rate. What are you saying? If you're on the treadmill then... Watch a horror movie as you do it and double exercise. You've got an extra 200 calories going off. That's, um, yeah, if, you, if you're doing a treadmill during what is a two hour film, 200 calories, yeah, you probably got five chocolate bars burnt there. Susie, give us your second fact of the show. My second fact of the show is I don't know if you've noticed, but I've got pretty big boobs. So boobs are, <laughs> boobs are like. <laughs> Connor's neck over here. <laughs> No, so, I hadn't noticed at all. Absolutely no idea what you're speaking about. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got pretty big boobs. Okay. Any so, chance Mark can come back? He has some big ones as well. <laughs> right, okay. So, we're going to talk about boobs today. I'm going to make you feel very uncomfortable, but yeah, I'm swinging on my chair now because of it. Anyway, um, the first bra was made of handkerchiefs. Now, I don't know how much your impact you're going to have on this because you have boobs too, you know that? Yep, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You feel, fully have boobs. Everyone has boobs. Yep, everyone does. I would, uh, yeah, I think they need to be of a certain size to classify as boobs. Oh. I'm, I'm like looking at you right now and seeing if I could measure you, but yeah. More than welcome to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got a tape measure, producer Adam. I'll flip me top off, no worries. You settle yourself back down. What's right. this? Okay, Mate, so. hold on. We've got a fact about, bo- I've waited 400 episodes and we're talking about boobs. I've lost my head a little bit. Not your boobs. But well, I'm looking now. Anyway. <laughs> Right, so on November the 3rd, 1914, Mary Phelps Jacobs received a patent for the garment she had invented while preparing to go to a dance. So we're talking a long time ago. And a dance then would be like one of those kind of socialite type yeah. ball type things where they walk back and forth in a line. And, yeah. You know. yeah. Occasionally yeah. we do the YMCA before they climbed play equipment. Zimmer frames. Oh no, not Zimmer frames. That's what back in the day. Okay, so she became really exasperated with corsets after finding. Can you please stop doing the YMCA while I'm trying to tell you a story about the first handkerchief boobs thing? It's all happening. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she became exasperated with corsets after finding it impossible to prevent the support rods from poking out from underneath the fabric of her evening gown. Now you've never worn a bra. I'm I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't know if that you have worn a bra. Uh, I've only ever, you know, worn it when you're messing around. What I do on a Friday night is not your business, Susie. Right. Okay, so this may apply to you. So it's actually really sore. Sometimes it can get really uh, sore because it's like something jag. Imagine a bit of nettle jagging into sure. you. Heat, a little bit of like rubbing maybe. Whatever, you, yeah, whatever you're doing. Say for instance, you're running 
it's sore, right? It can be very, very sore unless you get the right proper garments. Anyway, she was determined to basically fix that problem and go for an alternative. So she took two silk handkerchiefs and with the help from her maid, she was quite posh at that point. Like, I don't know if she's still posh, but she was posh at that point. From her maid, they sewed them together using some pink ribbon and cord. And she basically made the first bra. It was called, she patented it. It was called the Backless Brasserie. And then she began selling the units under the name of Caress Crosby. Oh. I have a question. Um, Are they doing much support? I'm very, like, I'm very keen to not make this Uh, uh, two men ask questions about bras. We can go there. No. Just go. uh, Because, like, what is... He wouldn't like to do that. What is... How gentlemanly are Like, what's... What makes, like, the most expensive bra ever the best? Like, what, what are women looking for? We're looking What's for top tier? support. So we're lo- looking for like basically well structured, lifts you up, hoists you up, makes your boobs look good, basically, um, and is comfortable, which is really I'll, hard to do. One thing I would say as well: bloody expensive. Yes, my, my, my girlfriend. She she went. With, well, we were shopping. She went and you know done that thing in her life, which is update her her lingerie. I couldn't believe the price because it's a necessity. You have to have it as well. Like it, it's a comfort thing. Bloody expensive. It depends where you go and it depends how big your boobs are. The bigger mm. your boobs are, the more expensive it is. Well, yeah, that would make sense. More material. Mm. More material. However, someone complained about this to M&S at one point. Sorry, I don't want to like, put brand names in, but they actually decided that they were going to make the same at the same price for the, more fabric and stuff like that. Even the bigger your boobs were, if your bu- boobs were an A cup or a double G, it would be the same price, which mm. I like that from M&S. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point because good if move. you think, if you're taller... Jeans are more expensive. No, so why should you be with bras? Here's another question. And yeah, you have big. <laughs> God, it makes you squirm just a bit, doesn't it? What? But I've got big boobs? No, but it's just saying. Live with it. Be oh, with so it. Here's I'm, the, fucking, I'm fine with it, yeah. I'm obviously, fine obviously with when you're around blokes, yep. how much do you notice they're making a very conscious effort to not look? I would love to put a. Uh, like a camera on my boobs. Yeah, you should Have you it. ever seen the video on YouTube where it's like if somebody put a camera on their bum that had like quite a big bum and literally the amount of guys that check you out in the street? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if a boob cam's ever happened before. Also as well, Susie, you know, just putting it out there, but when you come steaming into rooms with people you've never met and give them boob facts. Yeah. Well, you know, it's sort of hard to not. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like, it's, it's just part of my anatomy. Mm. Oh, good fact though. I, enjoy, I enjoyed the fact because now I'm imagining I'm imagining a woman walking around with bloody two silk yeah handkerchiefs also, just, it, it's got a break surely a break as well really quick because she wouldn't just be wearing the bra she'd have something over the top I would assume and I can imagine that being quite flimsy yeah. probably broke and I can't imagine she was selling lots see I think about this in the sense of two handkerchiefs wouldn't do much for me you'd need boulder holders or whatever for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however like at that time were women's bodies were women I mean statistically we probably wear a lot thinner just in general so the boobs wouldn't be as big however when you watch see see when you go to a a museum and you look at the paintings a lot of the women are quite curvaceous in the paintings so maybe curvy women and women with big breasts have been about forever but also yeah good point very good point but Remember, uh, paintings aren't what people look like. It's often what they wanted them to look like. So it's not just that they were curvy. It's that society that we wanted them to be curvy. Yeah. It's kind of going that way again at the moment. So we can kind of thank this woman then for... Well, you can thank this woman for, for creating... Nice little silk number. That would be comfy as nice well. Nice little silk it? number. Thank God for yeah. Mary. Mary thank Phelps God for Mary. Jacobs. What a name. Dear Mary. Lovely Mary. Right, second fact of the show. Do you remember the coughing major? 
Yes. In Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes. Ah, you see, when you tease this, Susie lit up a little bit, and I, I can't, I don't know this. What's the coffee they major? They did a TV show about it recently, and um, was it Matthew McFadden, the guy from Succession? He played him. Yeah. What, what, what was the coffee major? So uh, about, I can't remember. As a stab, twenty years ago, yeah. twenty five years ago. Someone won Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. Great show, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And and he was found to have cheated because someone in the audience was coughing to let him know the answers. So he would say, oh, I think it might be A. Oh, maybe it's B. Or it could be C. And then you get <coughs> right on cue. Why? So that would let him know. So they found wow. this out after he won the million. Anyway. How? So, uh, I think it was pretty clear because they, they filmed it over two days. So you remember Who right. Wants to Be Amelia was big on the cliffhangers. Yeah, so he yeah, went yeah. home and had lucked his way to doing well. And then suddenly was a, like a savant. He was suddenly like a member of Mensa when he came back because he'd collaborated with someone else and they coughed to victory. Now, it's kind of clever. But he was part of a wee club. Yeah. He was part of a wee club of people that wanted to like work together almost. Well, they wanted to work out how to win the million. How to break the yeah. system. Really. And then yeah, basically yeah. one of them was like, right, I'll cough for you. And he wasn't that like I mean maybe Matthew McFadden plays him this way but I'm just gonna say it like he wasn't that bright like no. so like he shouldn't really have but the guy who was coughing was a genius or was he googling did they have phones at the I assume no not. They, they weren't googling he was just much smarter right okay so anyway you got the personality one that's fun in it me the smarter one you the guy who was coughing is a guy called Tequin Whittock okay what a name Tequin Tequin Whittock he was Sounds the guy like a clever guy he was the guy in the audience who was coughing he had to trademark his name because a cough syrup brand was going to bring out uh, <laughs> Tequin Relief cough syrup. Excellent. So he had to trademark his own name to <laughs> stop uh, other companies bringing Did, um, out cough syrups. The strap line was going to be uh, when Transfrontier Limited applied to register, it was going to be Tequin Relief, one answer, one choice, and it was about cough syrup. What was his name? Tequin Whittock. I've shared my, my name. <laughs> I've trademarked my name. You've tried, yeah. I think you, you seem like really on the ball with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, there is another Susie Mack. However, and I could like end her career basically from the fact that I've trademarked my name. That would be cool. But would be okay. she's really nice, so I'm not going to do that to her. I've got a few questions about this fact. <clears throat> One, why didn't he just do it if he was the more clever person or was it trying to break the system? Well, you'll remember to get them to get on... Who wants to be a millionaire? He needs to do fastest finger first. Yeah. So there were two things. Not only you had to call to get selected to do fastest finger first, and that cost you loads of money. Loads of people were uh, applying. Yeah. It was huge at the time, and you needed to do fastest finger first. Secondly, did they go to like prison for this? Is this fraud? Is it? Well, what? I guess it's not. Is it? Oh, is there something? Oh yeah, there? they got massively done for it. Okay. Yeah, I think they had to give the money back. Yeah, wow. they, yeah, they had to. They were found and guilty by Southwark Crown Court of uh, attempting to cheat the game show. Whittock was given a suspended prison sentence. I'm sure his wife was in on it as well. Yeah, the, so the guy who, the, co- the the major who won the million was a guy called Major Charles Ingram. What suspended mean, by the way? It means you don't have to go to prison. Right, okay. And final bit, did you ever see one of my highlights of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when the guy had a phone call left? Yeah, I know what you're going to say. And then right at the end... He called up his mate or his dad. His dad. And he was like, I actually don't need help with the question. I just wanted to let you know that I'm about to come in. Oh. He absolutely, so it's in America and he so storms good. it. He answers every single question right. And then he says, oh, I think I'll use my lifeline to call my dad. And then he says, uh, hey, dad. And the guy's like, oh, hey, son. And he says, 
I don't need anything from you. I'm just calling to let you know I'm about to win a million dollars because the answer is this. Imagine being that cocky. And oh, imagine uh, he got it wrong. That would so be that's him. it, right? That's that would it. be him. I like to see good people doing good things, but there is a little part of you that is like full, full, full yeah, from yeah. grace here, full. I think yeah. that's the British. And Can you imagine him as well just turning around being like, yeah, the answer's B. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> um. Good. I never. I never. I'd. I definitely watched his documentary. I've never heard of it before. But that's bloody. I can understand as well why they wanted to try it in terms of let's give it a go. You know, there's an interesting note. But you would never do it. But to do it over two days, you're gonna get bloody. Cold. It's not a documentary. It's actually like they made a feature. Wow. Yeah. Like it's, that's. It's the guy from Succession yeah, plays yeah. him. Like Succession. And one, you yeah. know, Michael Sheen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he plays Chris Tarrant. Yeah. Oh, it's a good cast. Yeah, it's called Quiz. There we go, a must-watch. Not only do we provide you with great facts, we give you things to watch. And, and none of it's scary. let me bring it back to the fact, because that's interesting, but the fact is, the guy who wasn't even the major player had to trademark his own name because someone wanted to make a cough syrup based on it. It's like a double factor, that. Thanks, Dan. No worries at all. Oh, Soph, I've had a mare today. I was on my way to record an episode of Loose Lips and realised we need to make that promo. A promo? Why? What do we need to say? Maybe mention that we have a main episode out every Tuesday where we discuss all the things that influence women trying to figure life out. Okay, yeah, yeah, good idea. Maybe we can mention that we've got an extra lippy episode out on Fridays where we discuss listeners' dilemmas. Should I put that in there? Oh, yeah. And we're not great at it, are we? Talk for yourself. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Get in touch with us with your dilemmas at listlips at createproductions.com. If you like this podcast, you'll love our one. Just search Loose Lips wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can always get in touch with the show, by the way. Uh, if you get to baffledpod.com, uh, lots on there. You can get in contact. Send us a fact if you fancy. Also, Susie, are you in need of any like very garish socks? Socks? Oh, I love a pair of socks. To be honest with you, though, I'd probably wear them to bed. That's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. That's Do you wear person. socks in bed? No. You live in Scotland. I wear socks in bed, and people think it's so weird. Yeah, it's it cold. Weird. 
But do you? Here's a question. Just yeah. move, moving away from baffledpod.com. <laughs> do you wake up with them on? Yeah. Yeah. When I wear socks to bed, I have taken them off in my sleep. What about a nice? Uh, imagine three colours that go really well together: orange, blue, and pink. Perfect. Beautiful. Imagine a T-shirt with all of them on at jaunty angles that says "baffled" on the sleeved. Lovely. You'd love that, wouldn't you? Baffledpod.com. Yeah. Please buy some. And we'd love to hear from you. Use the contact page on there. Last fact of the show. Connor, what you got? People used to say prunes instead of cheese when having a picture taken. Right. Prunes. Now you are like... Not posh. No, but you, you've prunes. you know you've trademarked <laughs> your name, whatever. You change your name. And I think you're, you're quite like out there and conscious about like the way you appear across media, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't really care. But Where like, the yeah. bloody hell are you going with this? What I'm saying is You've that... You've lined this up as such a big, in-depth question. You've got to ask her if she'd say prunes instead prunes. of cheese, aren't you? But you've just lined it up I'm in... saying, do, do you care about... So, so the reason that they said prunes over cheese is because it made your face go taut. It made you kind of stick your... Uh... I think it's where the power come from. Prunes. Yeah, I think so. Prunes. 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 Cheese. Prunes. Cheese. You don't say cheese like that. Cheese. You're just smiling loads cheese. when you say it. Cheese. Because back then, cheese. people in photographs didn't want to always appear they're happy. They wanted prunes. to appear very serious, like prunes. They did. See, when you look at old people, they look like serial killers. See, yeah. when you look at those pictures. Yeah. It was in the 1840s, this as well. So we are, going, we are going way back. But the best bit about this as well for me is where my mind goes when it let you in on how Connor's head works. Who I made, think I know that already. Who made the decision on the transition between, oh, hold on a minute. Those prunes ain't working for the photo. Let's make cheese the universal thing. Who made that? Yeah, well, there must have been a point at which smiling became very fashionable. Also, are we all just dumb? Just f- smile. More people like cheese than prunes. I don't like prunes. And we discovered last week that a lot of kids are called cheese. Yeah. Maybe they were uh, thinking ahead to the future. No, but it's not for you. They're not telling you, 28-year-old Connor, to say cheese. It's to get the young kids doing it. Prunes. You've got a bunch of kids that look like little fishies. Well, they're not doing it anymore, but it's so, you know, your six-year-old, they might not smile at the right time, so you say quickly, say cheese. Yeah, but you just said cheese and you don't smile. Yeah, that's because I I said it low-key. You could just say smile. I get what you're saying here. You could just say smile. Yeah, or just say, mate, look, you're five, you know what you're doing, get your teeth out, put your lips up and smile. Well, that's like five minutes worth of chat. If you don't want to do it, no dinner. (laughs) Hey. That's what they used to say to us back in the old days. Yeah, no battered haggis unless you bloody smile. Exactly. Susie, give us your last fact of the show. Okay, it's it's about a long, slow thing, actually. Oh, I'm so happy that we're going there and not another part of the body. A long, slow thing. <laughs> so we, we've we've done... Well, actually, we could be going to another part of the body. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you never know. Exactly. Uh, right, okay, the longest, slowest concert ever. I think there's too many descriptive words there. Longest and slowest together. I never wrote this. Producer Adam wrote this. Right. So we're going to put that Oh, here we go. Down, right? okay. Susie's turned up to the fact podcast. Okay. I'm becoming... The bloody facts. Oh, so producer Adam wrote the facts. <laughs> so the second one that you gave us was provided by producer Adam. Yeah. Not weird. No. Yeah. I, 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 I egged <laughs> him on. Normal. I egged him on. Um, okay, in 1987, the avant-garde composer John Cage wrote a piece of keyboard music called Organ... A S L S P. A S L S P. Doesn't spell organ. I don't know what this is. Producer Adam, by the way, just Stop. so that you know. We can't. We can't offload blame. <laughs> I never wrote it. Right. Boobs obsessed Adam over here. <laughs> oh, I've got Susie coming in. I need some facts. What do I know about her? <laughs> I thought he'd made a typo because I'm going to read the next sentence in a second. <laughs> okay. 
chocolate he's breathed. Um, That's what he was making when he was getting that fat. <laughs> right. The score. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, Susie coming in. Right. What do I know about Let that? me talk about the long, slow thing. Okay, so the score is eight pages long, but Cage left an unusual instruction for those who wanted to perform it. It's called As Slow As Possible. So this is why I think there might be a typo in there. A-S-L-S-P. But then there's not. So it's meant to be S-L for slow. A-S-L-S-P. Right, okay. You still awake? Okay. Yeah, we're still, we're still here. Um, so just, I'm just going to let you in behind the curtain here, Susie. We had a host before called Mark. He once gave a fact about traffic jams. Mm-hmm. It weren't great. So I'm unsure if already <laughs> you're at the traffic jam I've level. Been set up. I've been set up yeah. if this happens. What I'm saying, what I think is that she can't ever get that bad. And also, just blame it on Adam. Adam. Yeah. Should you say Adam's so talking about, so we're talking about organs. Okay, so it's an organ and we've got eight as slow as possible. I'm, de- I'm saying it slowly. Do you not get this right? Okay, slow as po- possible is open to interpretation. One performer played it for 29 minutes. So basically you have to play this piece of music as slow as possible. Right. That's the whole thing, right? Is he putting brackets on this piece of paper? Drag it out. <laughs> he has not. <laughs> and he's laughing. Okay, 22 years ago, a group of cage lovers... That's the guy that wrote it, not people that like to be in cages. Decided to do them one better, so they built a special organ, put it in a rundown medieval church in the town of Halberstadt, Germany, and announced that they were going to play organ ASLSP really, really slowly over a period of 639 years. I'm getting to it now. The performance is scheduled to conclude in 202640. 20, How would we say that? Susie. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to put us all out of your misery yeah. and our misery. Thank you so much for reading Adam's shrivel that has been put in there. But we, that is proper below the par, that, mate. <laughs> no, I think He's that picked thing. three facts in 400 episodes. Lumped Susie with one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life, bless her. <laughs> to be fair. I'd rather Susie talk about her life. No, I think that's quite interesting that they are playing. I don't even know where we're at. Aspals? <laughs> no. What are we talking about? So this guy wrote a piece of music and he said play it as slow as possible so they're going to play it very slowly over the course of 400 odd years 600 look you can be this is a safe space you can be honest you've openly admitted that Adam wrote them what do you think of that fact I mean you can say your honest opinion I actually think it's quite interesting somebody's trying to play a piece of music for 639 years it's That's he, not average. He was, he was trying to cool it down after spending the last fact researching boobs (laughs) (laughs) did you know John Cage he wrote a piece of music called Four Minutes 33 Seconds yeah. where you didn't play anything. He, th- he went there. This is how he would perform it. He would, he would sit down at a piano, open the piano up. No, this is interesting. He would sit down, open the piano up and then just do nothing for four minutes and 33 seconds. And the idea was to get you listening to the sounds around you. That's kind of cool. Well, this is what this is the next part of what producer Adam told me on on the sheet, right? It, this began in September 2001. Nothing happened because the score opens with a rest. That's what it's called. A musical notation that indicates the absence of sound. 17 months later, the first chord was heard. Wow. It's even longer than that. Okay. Right, so here we here we go. You see, now we're hitting into a bit here where I'm strapped in. Here we go. Mm. But how long... I got there. Here's the question. How long do you need to be by the instrument for the composition to be classed as being played? Do you get to sleep? Like, Eat. does there need to be someone there... Rave repeat. ...waiting? Or can you come back? Can you come back every day? And is that still considered the same song? I'm not sure. Neither am I, producer Adam. So, Could you give us some insight? Do you know what? We can't, we can't <laughs> ask him. He'll start talking about boobs. 
The longest note so far is played from October 2013 and changed 2,527 days later in September 2020. So that was a note you that was You have done played. a wonderful job, by the way, do it, do it, doing that fact and saying it like you did. Yeah. Because I was, I was strapped into it because you were saying it. Yeah. But as for Adam's contribution, talk about that later. Right, last fact of the show for me. And this, I think, will blow your mind. It's one of those brilliant facts. And it's all in the delivery. Star Wars released a Christmas music album in 1980. The producers wanted a better lead singer for the track R2D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. So they asked a 17-year-old who was sweeping the floor, he was the janitor, to sing on the song. His name, John Bon Jovi. Rick Astley. (laughs) John Bon Jovi! Sorry. How is that not amazing? Rick Astley. Well, that's what, did that not happen to him as well? Uh, I love the fact that Dan's like, this is great. You're just straight to Rick if Astley. If it did, hold Susie, on a minute, Dan. You should have brought you should have brought that Rick Astley facts and not. I just wanted to piggyback on yours. I just wanted to piggyback on yours. His name. He was the janitor there. He was washing the floors. They said, "Son, I think you can sing a bit. Yeah. Come on here." That guy turned out to be. John Bond. So it's right, all absolutely. about opportunity, isn't it? You know? It's yeah. all about right, right time and it happens. I like do- you being on here, right? Exactly. This is your this is your big break. This is, this is my moment. This is your moment. Well, 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 baffled. I, I do think his uncle might have owned the record studio and knew that he wanted to sing. So there's, there's a touch of that. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of Nepo. Nepo, Nepo baby. There's a bit yeah. of Nepo baby. Not sure what that means. Are you one? Is he one? No. Okay. And That's okay. You don't uh, need to know then. Great. Uh, you I'll work in showbiz? I'll, I'll tell you after the show, yeah. Yeah. Are you? There's a lot to Absolutely talk. not. There's a lot, yeah. a lot to talk about after this show. We've derailed. Mm. That is it for this week's episode of Baffled. What have we learned? Well, you're more likely to donate to charities who have got your initial. Also, the longest song ever is still going on. And very simply, never, ever ask producer Adam to get facts for you or check his search history, I would suggest. Susie Mack, it's been an absolute joy. Uh, if someone is interested in finding out about your trademarked name that's not your real name, where where do they look? Just search Susie Mack and you'll find things, but don't go too deep into the search history. Mm, doing it right Not now. the search history. It's not even the search history. Just down on the Google search. Don't go too deep on that. You'll find things. Things you don't want to see. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.